coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. This is your host, Zombie Joe, and today is the New Year's Eve specials. Uh, welcome 2021, and I am going to be reviewing Sweetheart by Bloomhouse, which is the movie choice that I picked for 2020. This was my horror movie that uh, I really was impressed with and um, that I liked a lot. So that, that made my number one pick for, for 2020. Uh, after that was Haunt, um, in the Halloween movie about the kind of mid-twenties guys that go and celebrate a, uh, the Halloween. So they go to an extreme Halloween house uh, to have a bit of fun and it just re- turns bad. Um, turns really bad and it, it, gets, um, it gets really scary right to the end and quite intense in a battle of survival. And uh, it's very brutal and very gory. So if you... That's number two pick for me um, for 2020 so let's let's get into it happy new year let's swig away um, and let's get cracking on um, on Sweetheart by Bloomhouse so Sweetheart was directed by JG Dillard he was the director of Utopia that's coming it was filmed this year in 2020 and it was also the Twilight Zone remake that's filmed this year in 2020. So it'll be all coming out next year. Uh, well, actually, sorry, this year, 2021. So um, you're so used to saying next year, you just say it. Uh, and it was produced by Jason Bloom. And it was written by Alex Heller. So he is the writer on the Boardwalk Empire, which is a really good show. So you, I could, when I started seeing who was writing this and who was directing and who was kind of behind all this, I was kind of like, okay, this is this is why this movie holds up very well. Um, so kind of a self-explanatory. Uh, Alex Theria, uh, he's doing the remake of The Fly. So he was the writer on that as well. So I'm very interested to see both these remakes um, this year, The Fly and The Twilight Zone. Uh, look pretty impressive. Uh, J.D. Dillard is uh, directing the remake of The Twilight Zone, so that's it's going to be good. Um, and being an African-American director, I'm not sure whether Jordan Peele kind of inspired him, uh, his work, or he's coming up to be the next Jordan Peele, but um, I was impressed really with his work, so I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I, th- I think it's he's, he's going to do great if he keeps going the way he is. Like, Sweetheart is just a, a testament of how good he is as a director. The runtime of the movie is an hour and 20 minutes, and there is no lag point. Like, at one stage you're going to say, okay, where's the story going to go? It really, you're you're invested in the main character, whose who's name is Jen, played by Kirstie Clements. It says a lot about her as an actor, as an actress, that she can engage your attention for 40 minutes before there's other people involved. Um, so, like I said before, in other Adelaide Horror podcasts, if you haven't seen this movie, I'd probably pump the brakes about now and go and check it out, and then then come back and watch the film, and then definitely. Definitely see it before you go and listen to the Stitcher and Spotify episode on the podcast, because I'll, I will kind of let loose a bit and uh, 
and do a few spoilers here and there to explain the storyline and how much uh, and why I like this this story a lot. So um, it's available on Amazon Prime to rent. Uh, it's probably about what, six bucks, five bucks or something like that. Um, JB Hi-Fi and uh, Sanity here in Australia have it to purchase, or you can purchase it online on eBay and Amazon, the usual kind of sitcho places where you go now to buy your stuff. So yes, uh, definitely check this out, um, and then yeah, if you really like it, buy it like I did. I watched it. I was already three quarters into this movie, and I said I've got to own this film. Like I, I just really dug it, and I said, okay, this is my top number one film for 2020. Like if if they can come out with another horror film that's going to impress me, like I'd be, it would be welcomed. Uh, but yeah, I was really hoping that Sweetheart kind of was the cherry on top and it was so and, and like I said the second choice for me was Haunt so um, yeah those were the two movies that really that I really dug so the release date internationally uh, and streaming was April 2020 this year and that's that's where I got it um, the location of this movie is Botany Island in Fiji now this film location wise really probably a kilometer each way uh, and that's it that's that's all you get you get her running into the shrub you get her running out of the shrub you get her on the sand she's in the water she's back on the sand like that's literally it for an hour and 30 minutes like so it's not like they're they're changing massive locations it's shot in the one area so this is this is why i was really impressed with it as well um, so let's get cracking a bit more into the into the cast. So, like I said, we've got Jen by played by Kirsty Clemens. Now, you'd know her from the TV show Transparent. You'd know her in the movie uh, in the TV show Extent, and also in New Girls. But she was she also appeared in Flatliners, the remake, and she was also the voice of uh, Darling in Lady and the Tramp. So. Brad we have is Benedict Samuel and you'd know him from Gotham he was Jervis Teach he's the guy with the top hat he was the uh, magician um, guy that was um, yeah the magician uh, kind of guy in in the thing but I, I can't remember for the life of me on on Gotham who he was trying to torment he was tormenting someone uh, on for a, for about a couple of episodes um, so he washes up on shore with uh, with Jen at the start of the film, but unfortunately, the wound that he's got in the in the shipwreck uh, means he's he's not he's not on camera a lot. Like he's he pretty much dies uh, quite quickly. Um, Jen does all her best to save him um, and and fails, and you can you can really tell that she was invested in trying to save him but at the same time trying to get over the shock that she's just come out of a shipwreck of a storm and she's now washed up on this beach so she's kind of you know processing that she's ship shipwrecked she's processing where she is uh, and now she's processing that her the the crew person or the person that she's just spent this trip with is now lying in the water uh, losing a lot of blood because of like this piece of coral sticking out of him um, and it's quite the, the location of the wound as well is pretty much like is, is guaranteed is, is you know unless you're near a hospital it's not going to happen so he he um, she stays with him and he dies 
and then it's well into the third kind of quarter of this movie we get introduced to Lucas and Mia so Lucas uh, is uh, Jen's uh, boyfriend played by Emery Cohen he's from Lords of Chaos the movie um, and Mia is the Australian actress played by Hannah Morgan Lawrence uh, you'd know her from Spartacus the TV show but you'd know her from the movie Red Dog which is a really great Australian film uh, very very touching uh, yeah a bit of a tearjerker I I, uh, I I shed a few tears to that one as well uh, it's a dog it's a, it's a dog movie you know and it's it's emotional so what, what can I say uh, so she's in it and um, it's really interesting too because up until this point when before they arrive before the raft arrives there's this kind of um, it's just basically Jen on her own dealing with Brad who now has died uh, sleeping the first night then somehow the second night is when this this creature gets like we get introduced to this creature and it kind of attacks quickly without warning and it kind of sets it like it kind of throws her off a bit because she's not expecting it like she's just trying to survive trying to work out how to get the attention of like a survival like plane or aircraft or a boat or something like that and she's going through her own stuff so she got completely blindsided by this creature that just suddenly rocks up and um and, and attacks her at night time so um so by the time lucas and mia come like she's really freaked out because she's just been surviving for like three four days um and um so their dialogue becomes very tense like and it and adds to the tension already there because you don't see what this creature is you've only seen snippets of it and the camera work's done really well so there's this kind of what the hell is this thing like that's that's rocking up um that's uh to, that's trying to get her and um so yeah the, the tension and then this dialogue tension that starts off between the thing also, there's a bit of a mystery that kicks off once this raft arrives and she goes and asks for a, a pocket knife from her boyfriend, uh, Lucas, and she notices there's, like, blood on it and it doesn't make sense, like, inside this raft and, and it's kind of... They're trying to work out what, what had gone down. Um, so there's this kind of mystery that then starts to kick off as well as what's going on with um with this thing and of course the creature comes out after she's been warning them about it they don't believe her and of course then the creature comes out it's like well i told you so um and so that's that's kind of added this this uh, kind of tension um as well so it's it really kind of it's a slow it's not a slow burn by any means it's it just it keeps going up and up and up and up and, and more and more tense and more and more um uh, palpable and then the mystery the other side mystery that comes in as well you're thinking oh hang on like what uh what went down there like yeah so you're kind of trying to piece it and then something happens again and then the creature jumps in and distracts you and you're like whoa 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 you know but you, you're not it's not a whoa, whoa whoa of confusion you're like whoa 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 like it's 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 kind of like a uh, I, I won't say it's an episode of Jerry Springer, like, but it's it's kind of like there's a lot of kind of drama and suspense and horror happening 
all at this one time and, and you kind of like, you enjoy it. Like, you're just like, wow, wow, whoa, okay, whoa. Like, I wasn't expecting that, holy crap. Um, so that's that's why it's it's a really, uh, it's really impressive. So, and then the majority of the rest of the film is this kind of um, survival stuff that kicks off between um, the creature and Jen. So this is, this is where I kind of, I found it interesting because the the creature the creature itself is actually played by Adrian Crawford. Now, when I when I looked into sorry Andrew Crawford, when I looked into his credits a bit more, he was actually one of the Xenomorphs in in uh, Alien Covenant, which makes sense. But he's also a zombie, like he's a uniformed zombie in in Little Monsters, the Australian uh, zombie film um, that came out at the start of the year as well. And I thought that was interesting too. And I thought this guy's got a bit of a, a bit of a career of like really doing creature kind of movements. Like he's he's so the practical effects in this movie are really really good. The creature itself, um, you fall short for it to say that it's ripping off other creatures, but you, you could see that there was one. There was one instance when the creature kind of jumps out and you have a look at its face. Like it finally, you kind of get the reveal within an hour. You, you, you start to see this creature and it's like, it's coming out, it's attacking. So you, you kind of know what it is by this point. Um, and you look at its face and you, it's kind of got this triangular dragon kind of... So it looks like a lot of the dragon stuff that you'd see from like, say, Game of Thrones, like but when it was a younger dragon then you look at it again and it's like pacific rim like it kind of had this um uh, kaiju kind of semi thing to it as well and and then the standing up bit in the legs and kind of how it moved it was alien covenant like i was like okay this kind of just like a xeno so then when i looked up the credits and it said you know this is this is the guy that's played one of the eight i thought okay okay yeah okay i get it now so you've got this combo of these these creatures you kind of recognise from other movies, but you can't say, oh, it's ripping that thing off, or it's, oh, it's ripping that creature off, or it's, oh, it's ripping that. It's kind of moulded them together, but to a way where the monster's kind of unique in itself, um, and how it enters the the thing. It comes from this giant hole in, in, the, in the ocean. Like the, She dives at one point, and she looks down while she's there, and she sees this hole. And the sand around it is spinning, but it's getting sucked into the hole. So it's like this black hole in the middle of the ocean, like on the ocean floor. So it's kind of a menacing because the, it's just black. The darkness in it is just really um, tense because you can't see anything. There's no reflection. There's no movement. You can't see nothing. It's pitch black. And um, so this really creeps her out thinking, what the hell is that? And then so she swims back to the thing and then gets back onto the shore quite promptly. And then still, like, no creature has kind of come out at this point. So she's she doesn't know what the black hole is. And then starts to... And then that evening is when you start putting it um, close together. So the kind of... The reveal kind of happens by accident. Uh, this is this is the, the creature reveal. When the, when the creature comes out the first time... It's really amazing because you don't expect it. It's it's not, and I'm not going to say how it appears. It's 
she's doing something completely different, like uh, altogether. It's got nothing to do with what she was doing, and then bang, this creature's there, and it really kind of like she's shocked, scared shitless instantly. You as a viewer are shocked and scared shitless instantly because you're thinking, whoa, whoa, like you know. And she's kind of looking, go like, like towards the camera, going, "Did I just see that? Like, am I, am I tripping? Like, it's, like, she's, she's what? Like, and it's, and that's when she kind of panics and runs back to the the tent and this kind of shelter that she's made with this fire, and um, and she kind of hides and this in this thing's already on the shore. That's how fast this thing can move, like it because it was out in the in the ocean and it and it like within her going what the hell was that and then running for it it's managed to clear all this distance and it's already on the shore so it's quite quick in its in its movement as well so that kind of adds to this especially early attention where you don't know what it is and you don't see it you can hear it you can hear it moving around the the, the trees and like smashing up her her campsite because it's frantically looking for her um and uh so there's this tense mode she's hiding and it's kind of sniffing around her and it's sniffing around the campsite and it destroys the campsite so there's that tension of hiding from whatever the hell it is um so that i really dug as well and i really dug the fact that i can't see this creature it was kind of like this hitchcock kind of approach where it was a real build-up before we get the reveal of what it is and like i said when you see the creature it's not a disappointment like you're, you're just like oh wow they kind of went a bit here they went a bit there with the creature okay fair enough like and and uh what it can do and uh yeah it's pretty impressive so anyway you get the reveal and once th once that happens then this movie kicks up a gear because then you like you know okay daytime she could kind of move around the place um, a bit freely but once dusk you know comes it's that dreaded sunset and you kind of feel this dread in her like oh my god it's it's going to come back for me and uh, so she gets a bit um, crafty with how she starts to survive like where she needs to sleep and stuff so this is the other the point that impressed me a bit too you don't really know Jen Right, you just know her as someone that is washed up on shore. She's survived a boat wreck. The person that's washed up with her has now died. Whatever the hell this thing is has already undug the body and took it and left the puddle of blood behind. So it's it's cannibal, like it's it's a carnivore. Um, so which is scary, but you can you see it, but you can't you can you can you can't see it, but you can hear it. Kind of thing and it's kind of this this whole tense bit and then it's her just trying to survive so it's this trial and error montage of her trying to just invent stuff with what she's got to make her existence a bit easier to help her to hunt and all this kind of stuff and that's what really impressed me because it wasn't like suddenly she went from zero to, to bloody MacGyver like and she's like creating all this stuff it's a lot of trial and error like she tries to create a floaty and it just it just goes to shit and it doesn't work but the idea was there and you're kind of looking at it going oh I can I can kind of see what you're doing with this and it's kind of this trial and error experimentation and and that made it believable as well 
but because she's a resilient character, you can tell that this she's either been through something or she's done some scout training or whatever, and you just don't know. That just adds to the mystery of this character, Jen. You don't know a lot about her. Um, so you're just assuming she knows or she's been taught or she's watched a shitload of Bear grills or something, and she's kind of like, okay, I'm going to attempt to do this. This may help me in, you know, say, swimming out to, to try and fish somewhere um, and stuff like that. So she kind of sharpens a stick and figures I've got to go do some fishing now. So it's really clever what she does with the chum, like creating like fish chum and all that. So, um, and then she, she eventually tries and tries and tries and she gets a fish eventually. And it's this hilarious moment where she kind of looks around to see like if anyone saw her, like, like she can't believe it happened. She's like, what? Like, and, and it's just her surprise was so genuine. And then she kind of looked around like to say, oh, did anyone see this? Like, look, I just caught a freaking shark. Like, you know, like, hey, everybody, look, look. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm on a desert, uh, you know, I'm on a deserted island. You know, I'm by myself. So that 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 kind of scene I thought was cute. And they kind of, um, it, it, made, it made you really like her as a character as well. Um, and you're kind of rooting for her at this point because you're thinking, oh, my God, like, she's... She survived all this, and then on top of that, there's now this creature that wants to, to mang on her as well. So, um, and you can see this determination in her, like she's terrified, but she's determined to survive, and you're really just rooting for her. She's kind of like already this final girl at the start of the movie. So you just, it's this one hour and one and a half hour final girl on a desert island, and you're just kind of rooting for her the whole time, just going, come on, come on. And, um, and she just tries and yeah, there's so many failures in between, but she just keeps going. She doesn't, she doesn't back off. Um, and she just tries the best she can. So that's what I really liked about it as, as well. Um, the other stuff that kind of shot out to me was the camera work in this, like the camera, like the editing was done really well in a way where it kind of shot a scene or shot a, like an area and then back to her or when some a scary moment happened the angles that they were aiming at her and then aiming at the creature and then back at her were done really well the other ones that were really amazing were the aerial shots so i don't know if this was done by a helicopter i'm assuming it was done by a drone uh because you can you just this panning like of, of like where she is um uh, and the aerial shots like really amazing camera pointing down aerial shots of her walking in the water and from above in this white sand and gorgeous gorgeous environment um, and hiding in this gorgeous environment is this predatorial sea creature which is just really scary um, the final the final scene into the credits when the camera's panning back and you're seeing the island and then you realize this island isn't big at all. Uh, and and then you're really kind of realizing, hang on a minute, this whole entire movie is kind of being shot on this stretch of sand and a shoreline and a bit of the shrub at the back. And it's probably not even, like I said, a kilometre like each way, not even that. Like, And, and that's pretty amazing, like to just shoot that small area um, and to have you invested as a, as a, as a viewer. It was really impressive. So... Um, like I said, the speed of the film is really good. It doesn't ramp straight away and it doesn't speed up and then have this 
this quick ending that's kind of a bit of a cop-out and you feel a bit cheated like it really builds to this end scene and then the end scene occurs and then there's credits and you're like yeah okay it's it's done what it's had to do um it's left open there's no happy ending yay here we go like it's not the final scene of the love boat like it's 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 like okay this has now happened this is the end of the movie and that's the end of the story like so you kind of it's like a window in time like you look into this window this person this situation and you back out of it again and you're thinking wow so and there's a few things and like i said that weren't answered but you're not annoyed that it wasn't answered you're kind of going okay that's that's it you know it is what it is like this potentially could have happened as a side story to the main story which is happening which is they're getting attacked by a fucking sea creature so it's at the same time it's the, and like i said the sea creature is not discriminating the sea creature is basically saying it's fish and chips like it's look dinner's dinner's arrived like you know fantastic and oh hang on there's there's another prey that's rocked up on the shore this is fantastic i'm gonna eat well for a couple of days so it's uh, it's really um that's kind of the you know they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, kind of situation the other one is like the plot reveals now like i said you've got this side mystery that kind of kicks off and what i mean by when you see the movie you know what i'm talking about because it's it's pretty obvious it involves the raft and you're thinking well hang on a minute like what's going on here so there's this kind of side mystery going on when she first lands and she's walking around the beach and she's trying to get a feel for where she is and like to start getting a bit of a shelter around her or whatever she discovers items on this beach like on the inside the shoreline and it's been discarded and the, the thing that I thought really good about it was that the items were aged. Now, anyone my age and a bit older would recognise this these items that were scattered across the this, this kind of bit of shrub. So you can tell originally this must have been the campsite and it got hit. Um, and whoever was there is no longer with you. Like, But it's been scattered to, to high heaven. And so she was finding items that were really dated. Like, and so, like I said, if you're in your kind of 40s and 50s, you'd recognize these items, and especially the photos. Like, there's a lot of Polaroid kind of photos in there as well, and uh, and a electronic game device. Now, that's all I'm gonna say, but the moment you see it, you're like, okay, this must have happened at this point of this, this decade, you know, when this, this thing is attacked, this, this, group whether they were shipwrecked there whether they were just on a yacht and they stopped to enjoy it whether they were a tour guide whether they were a bunch of tourists they got dropped off we don't know their story at all so this is the second mystery that that's kind of sitting there and you're like oh okay like what happened there but then something else happens you get like i said you get kind of like pleasantly distracted with that and it kind of builds this oh what like whoa what's going on with this island and so you're not annoyed that you can't work out what this mystery is but you're kind of going whoa okay this is pretty cool 
So this is kind of the vibe that I was getting when I was watching this. And this is why I really dug this film because I was thinking, okay, this is getting like really... And then you get distracted with the creature. Then you get distracted with the two other characters. Then you the, that kind of goes where it goes. And then the creature and then and Jen again. And, and the kind of this is... And then the end of the movie. So you, by the by this point, you're kind of going, oh, okay, what? I wonder what happened like with that and what happened with them. Okay, all right. Like, and that's that's the movie. Like, it's... And that's why I like it. It's less is best and it doesn't kind of try and jam all these other things in there or try and over-explain it or have this kind of info dump in the middle of the film. Like, it's none of that. And that's what makes this movie really good. Like, you just... It's like, this is what it is. Deal with it. Like, this is... You know, it's a mystery. You're not going to solve it. So, whatever. Like, some mysteries you can't solve. So, it is what it is. It's creepy... It's an unsolved mystery. So, and that's what I really liked about it as well. I really dug that. So, and then, like I said, the special effects uh, of this as well. And there's one particular special effect which I thought was very well done. And that was a washed up body that comes ashore. And so, this washed up body is um, the way it's just so realistic of that of someone that's been in the water for that long and it's lost blood so it's there's there's just it's pale and it's it's pale it's wet it's slimy the cuts uh, now don't have any blood in it so it's all drained of blood there's just like these deep lacerations at one point either during the like you don't know whether it's been eaten like you, you don't know the situation but the nose had been broken and there was bruising on the on the nose like where the nose had been cracked like but there was like veins as well and it, it just i just paused it and just looked at it and i was like that is amazing how real that looks like that and and it i thought jeez louise that didn't use a real body like i was but the special effects and like i was just that that corpse alone impressed me because I just thought, okay, it's a dude that's washed up. Like he tried to survive, he died. Like he had a life vest on him, you know, but he died in the water. And then it's been those couple of days, nights, whatever, and his body now has made it to the shore, like everyone else. And like I said, just the wounds that he sustained and how the body looked and the special... It was just amazing. And I was just like, hands down, 10 out of 10 for that special effects group that did um, that body. It was just so well done. And it wasn't like a bloated, disgusting body. Like, you know, uh, it was... It just had floated because it didn't sink. It was it was just floating on top of the, on top of the surface and washed up, kind of like this bobbing bottle kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's just the skin tone. And I was just amazed by that. I thought, wow, I'd really learn, I'd really love to learn how to do a special effect like that or, or watch them make it. So it was really good. So well done on that, on that point too. So that's, that's the reason why. So this movie for me is getting a nine out of 10. Um, I've, I really, really dug it. So this is kind of the fourth time now I've seen this movie. I'll happily sit down and watch it again. Like it's 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 really really well done, and um, yeah. So 
yeah Kirsty Clemens really impressed me from start to end you really kind of feel for her you're rooting for her by the end of the film um, she's a believable character she's a likable character um, and and then when these other two kind of show up like and her boyfriend shows up with this girl on a raft and like I said there's got this tension you're trying to work out what's going on with them like have they um, has the has the event made them want to break up or have they just kind of has she kind of worked out that he's a bit of a dick or is like is he working out you know um, there's something in in Jen that's changed and they're kind of struggling at this point whether they want to trust each other all of a sudden it's, it's just really odd like it's just so something's gone down on this boat um, and like I said and this is where that dialogue comes in as well that real tense dialogue uh, and you're kind of like you're this viewer watching it going what the hell is going on like uh, but in a good way so that's that's why I thought it was really great so yeah cool so anyway that's uh, that's uh, 2020's uh, Sweetheart by Bloomhouse um, high recommend for me definitely go and check it out um, or just write in the comments what you thought about it if you've already seen this movie you know uh, write in the, the Facebook uh, comments um, uh, that you really dug it or what you thought about it um, so yeah or, or actually just add what your 2020 horror film was like what, what movie did you uh, really dig as well there's a few that I've been listening to on podcasts like the end of year kind of episodes now that have been popping up and Color of Space was thrown around a lot with Nicolas Cage and I just haven't seen it yet and I'm very keen to check this out um, so if they're chucking around like HP Lovecraft I'm like yeah I'm there so it's it's I'm definitely got that down to check out so I keep missing it so hopefully I don't watch it and go oh my god I should have done this as number one but if not doesn't matter I'm, I'm sticking to Sweetheart that's fine um, and uh, I'm okay with my choice so yeah haunt number two choice for me 2020 and sweetheart number one number one choice for 2020 so cool anyway so happy new year everyone here's to a 2021 that's going to be great good times healthy good mental health good finances joyful times with family and friends Let's, let's get some good vibes happening in this movie and good horror films as well. So here's to it. Cheers. And with that, this is Zombie Joe signing out and I'll see you next time in the crypt. And next episode is going to be number 16 and it's going to be my one year anniversary of Adelaide Horror Podcast. It's already one year uh, since I shot my first uh episodes and got the idea when I was uh, this time I was overseas in the, in the Philippines uh, with family so we were and this is where I kind of came up with the idea of Adelaide Horror Podcast and I was busily sketching uh, logos and plot ideas and how I wanted the show to go and it's 12 months later like and it's I can't believe it's already been a year so um, cool and it's definitely been a learning experience but anyway I'll get into that in, in episode 16. So anyway, so happy new year, everybody, and uh, have a good one, have a safe one, drink up, and uh, yeah, just put 2020 to bed, 
and uh, good vibes going into 2021. Cool. And I'll see you next time.